eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Ravens post-game show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and Ravens beat reporter for that same station. And uh, this is a, uh, (laughs) I really don't know how to feel, Cordell. I am in a mix of emotions uh, Mm -hmm. for this week two loss to the Miami Dolphins. If you would have told me that the Ravens put up 38 points and lost the football game, I would have been surprised. I probably would have called you a liar. (laughs) And yet it is the reality for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, So let's break it up. Offense. Let's start with the offense. I feel like that that was the the bright portion of the day, even though it still had issues. But obviously, um, what would this team be with Lamar Jackson? It, it, It sucks that what will get lost in all of this is how fantastic he played. Um, mm-hmm. one into the, in the third quarter, Lamar had a perfect passer rating. He finished the game with a 142.7 QBR, um, which is damn good, if you if you know. And so uh, he was just phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, running the ball as well as passing the ball. And, yes, we got to call out the fact that he did fumble the snap. Um, which led them to not get the seven points. But ultimately, um, yeah, Lamar was fantastic. The wide receivers were fantastic. Uh, That is the the good part about this. The bad part about this. The offensive line and rush uh, and and trying to rush block, run block, awful. Running backs, 
Awful. Run game. Awful. So that's my scenario. I mean, that's like my like general synopsis of what we saw from the offense on Sunday. Uh, but you can break it down a little bit more because that's really just like where I am in a nutshell with this offense. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that's where everybody is. And you talk about the Ravens having being up by 21 points at basically two different times in this game and still losing. And also the fact of the Ravens didn't turn the ball over in this game. The only turnovers they had were turnovers on down. But they didn't turn the ball over, and they scored 38 points, and they still lost this game. Right. This this offense, I'm this offense has its moments where it looks really good. And shockingly enough, it's specifically in the past game. At least it was in the Dolphins game. And yes. for the most part in that Jets game, it was the passing game that gave them anything. Lamar has Lamar's Lamar. I mean, you know, he he just makes it look so easy out there at times. And it is a shame that uh with him having the day he had today, that is gonna get overshadowed by the fact that the Ravens lost the game. And right. even for him, I think that's going to be the case. I, I I don't think that he's necessarily going to take it as though, like, man, I just had one of the best games of my career. It's going to be, man, we weren't able to score enough points to win the game. And this run game is a big reason for that. Right. You think of the Ravens and really any football team that gets a big lead in the NFL, they're going to use the run game to basically seal the deal. You know, the run game mixed with, a couple of defensive stops here and there, but mainly just running the ball, possessing the ball, eating the clock, uh, you know, moving the ball down the field. That's what you're looking for when you talk about putting a team away. Yep. The Ravens, through all of their faults throughout these last few years, basically in the Lamar era, nobody can really say that this is a team that has given up big leads. This is a team that when usually when they're beating you and beating you the way that they were beating the Dolphins in the first half today, they finish that easy, easy. I mean, teams usually just know what's coming. They know that the Ravens are about to run the ball down their throat. They know that the defense is going to be good enough. I mean, with a 21-point lead, you would expect that to be good enough. But I think just looking at this offense – I think you saw a team that at certain points did probably take their foot off the gas, Yep, had a couple of questionable play calls. I, I, I can't stay on the run game enough. I'm, I'm tired of watching Mike Davis back there. I really mean no disrespect, but I, I, I'm tired of watching Mike Davis carry the football. It's literally <laughs> what, is, what good is coming out of this. The, what what good is coming? I mean, the one good that came out of him carrying the ball today, I think they, get, I think he was the one that got the face mask penalty, or maybe it was Kenyon Drake, but I think it was Mike Davis. Um, it's it's just like, what are we doing here, Kenyon Drake? I mean, six carries, eight yards. Oh, what what are we doing? Justice Hill, <laughs> three carries, sixteen yards. At least give Justice Hill. One thing I like, you can tell when there's a difference between these running backs when Justice Hill gets on the field. He's faster. He's clearly the most explosive back they have on the active roster. Is he, right on, is he in the doghouse? Is he in the doghouse and you don't know about it? It would be hard for me to imagine that he's in the doghouse because he's a guy that 
is drafted by this team. He's a very good special teams player. He made yes, a special teams tackle today, you yep. know, that was really good. Um, it, it's hard for me to imagine he's in the doghouse. He's coming – he's another one that's coming back off of a season and an injury last year and, you know, is making the return. So I can't explain why he keeps getting skipped over. You know, he may be in that James Prochet boat, maybe not the same boat because he does – get on the field in some sort of capacity, but it's just something to where they just really don't view him, I think, as a true asset in the running game. Somebody that they could that they felt like they could consistently hand the ball to and it'll give them what they want. And what I would say if that's what they think, what I would say is it can't be worse than what it is. Right. It can't be. You know, it's it's downright awful. It's downright awful. So I I think, you know, and I think a lot of people are probably feeling the type of way about J.K. Dobbins not playing in the Dolphins game, maybe. I'm not going to act like I'm not a little surprised. I don't have an issue with it, but I'm surprised. The guy put together a full week of a full participation in practice. You usually see guys like that play in that game. But he didn't play. Travis Jones didn't play. Travis Jones is a little bit less of a surprise for me. Um, because this was his first week back. But going to New England next week, playing on that artificial turf, Harbs has been vocal about not being a fan of that type of field, not being right. a fan uh, of, of that type of grass, so to speak. So I, I would be surprised a little bit to see Dobbins make his first game back on that on, in that uh, Patriots game. Same for Travis Jones right now, just with the way Harbs has talked about those type of fields but yeah this this offensive line they have they're getting zero push in the run game the yep. run game is the only issue I mean it, it's really what I think is what cost them the game because you look at the pass game and it's efficient nothing but efficiency 21 for 29 318 yards three touchdowns zero sacks 142.6 passer rating you you can't really complain about anything in that department yeah I, I, listen at the end of the day um I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about, um, you know, the running game and, oh, oh, Greg Roman's supposed to be this run guru and he's not mustering up no run plays. That's not what's happening. I understand that we hate Greg Roman in this town. We meaning y'all because I don't hate Greg Roman. And I understand that um, we have to blame somebody for something, right? Um, but what you have to do, Sometimes people is blame the personnel that you have and blame the people that that is available. What's going on right now is Tyler Lindenbaum is getting blown off, you know, off the snap. What's happening is Ben Powers is not playing well. And at times the right side has looked a little shaky, but it's the left side. Now, Macari has done well in, in what he could right at left tackle. But that left guard position and the center position has not voted well, particularly in, you know, run blocking that is something that they are struggling with and I would love to see J.K. Dobbins you know play but quite honestly Cordell I don't know if what J.K. would do much differently than mm -hmm. a Kenyon Drake or a Justice Hill and and yes do I think he's more talented absolutely I'm simply saying that the offensive line right now is not in a good position for run uh, for run blocking. And that's where it starts. Yes, I'm tired of Mike Davis 
no different than you are. I would I would love for them to get away from Mike Davis. They can run Justice Hill and they can run King and Drake and they can run J.K. Dobbins when he gets back. And I don't know if it's that much better. It has to get better up front for them to have a better run game. And if that doesn't happen, this is going to be a very long season for the Baltimore Ravens because all we kept hearing is, oh, well, maybe they're going back to 2019. Maybe they're doing 2019 things. Well, there's a lot of things missing here in 20 from 2019 things, right? Obviously, the run game, um, Nick Boyle is a part of that, um, you know, mathematical category in terms of run game. He's he's the, 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 the blocking tight end of this team. He's not out there as of right now. And so then you have the offensive line struggles. They can't be 2019 simply because they can't run the football. And if mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is going to be the person who week in and week out continues to lead the team in rushing, that is a serious problem that you have as the Ravens, point blank period. Yeah, uh, definitely a couple of things. You're right. I mean, this offensive line definitely has not been good uh, at all, specifically the interior. They're getting zero push, um, and and guys are being – pretty much getting first contact right at the line of scrimmage. I don't think J.K. Dobbins will make a ton of difference in this situation right now, especially with him just getting back uh, his first couple of games back. I don't expect it to be J.K. Dobbins just changing everything. But I will say that maybe maybe Dobbins coming back, you know, it, it, it could give them just a little bit of that spark that they need who knows he, you know he's a he's he's the lead he's the best back on this team for a reason he sees things that other guys can't see he can make moves that other guys can't move and sometimes as a running back that's what you need sometimes as a team in the run game in general you just need a guy that can do more with what he's getting than the next guy so while the offensive line maybe not turn into you know, the best run blocking unit in the league all of a sudden when J.K. Dobbins comes back. I'm saying that maybe J.K. Dobbins can do a little more with the little bit that he's given, unlike the rest of these guys. You yeah. know, because I just don't think that they have the talent to be able to do it. I've, the reason I like Justice Hill is because at least he is able to go forward. And even in the small sample size we've gotten, he's the, he's the one that looks like the most productive to me. He looks like the one that's going to give you more bang for your buck. He, I like adding as much speed as possible in that backfield with Lamar, at least at this current stage. Now, when yeah. J.K.'s back, I want J.K. out there point blank period once he's able to play. But, yes, it's, it's dangerous right now. And really, I, I don't want to make every type of good or bad game for Lamar a contract situation. Oh, but you already know that's happening, though. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what we're going to do week in and week out. I, I, I'm, I'm tr- I tried to fight it, but I can't fight it. You, it's, in, it's incredibly hard for me to watch the game that I watched and think, why in the world is this guy not signed? If anything, it's more like, Lamar, is this even what you want? I mean, yes, your receivers are better than what everybody thought, but if it's going to be like, you and only you and you've got to do everything and if you have to have if you have an off day in one department you're going to have to worry about can you win the game yeah because the defense will get to in a second it just seems like right now it's all on Lamar and and the Dolphins game showed that even MVP-esque Lamar 
isn't enough sometimes. Um, and that's the Ravens issues. They simply aren't, they simply don't put together these full games. It's, it's usually Lamar leading the cast, but it, he doesn't always get the help. So I'm curious to see where they go from here because you can only go up. I mean, they look like an incredible unit on both sides of the ball for the first half. And from there, you know, credit to the Dolphins not giving up. And this was a defense that found out something. The Dolphins defense found something that worked for them. The Ravens offense wasn't as potent in the second half, scoring only 10 points right. the way they were in the first half where they scored the 28. I thought some of it was play calling, and I thought some of it was just the Dolphins being better. You know, those guys simply not giving up. And I, I, I would I, – I responded to a guy on Twitter about it. Like, I, I would love to see Rashad Bateman get more opportunities. But at the same time, I knew coming into this season, he wasn't going to be a high-targeted guy. Yeah. He was going to be probably second in targets behind Andrews. But I thought that he was going to be somebody that gave you more bang for your buck than Marquise Brown, who's still doing the same stuff, you know, he did in Baltimore, for those of you that have watched the Cardinals game. Uh, but Bateman, more yards, more touchdowns. That's what you're going to get from him. The, the speed is there, clearly. The dude can run. He can clearly run. Uh, definitely going to see what's going on with DuVernay, who ended the concussion protocol. That's going to be a big blow. For the Ravens, especially if James Prochet can't find a way to get back on the field this week, you can expect to see a lot more Demarcus Robinson and uh, Tylen Wallace out there and even Riley Webb, potentially, who was also activated for this game for special teams purposes. Yeah, so real quick before we move to defense, um, if Ronnie Stanley comes back, do you make a move at the left guard position, potentially putting McCarry there? Potentially. Potentially, I would think about it. I, I I would think about it. I think the Ravens have that card in their hand, in the back in their back pocket right now. You know, Makari feels more comfortable playing guard, yep. uh, for sure. So you know, with Stanley out there, you kind of solidify your line putting Makari at, at, at left guard. So I would not. It would not surprise me at all to see that happen. Oh. I completely think that that might be a realistic thing, depending on how long it takes for Ronnie Stanley to make his first appearance uh, in over a year. So I expect to see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that the Ravens figure it out because this run game is is, is abysmal. It's embarrassing um, and it doesn't help at all in terms of keeping the time of possession in terms of keeping the ball away from opposing offenses. And they just have to figure out a way to make things work. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, if you guys are loving the Winning Drive podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to hear the new one. All right, defense. What we doing here? What we doing here, Cordell? Like, literally, like, we, last week we saw a dominant performance. We saw 11, yeah. you know, quarterback uh, hits from them. Uh the Dolphins offense came in with making moves on their offensive line because they lost their left tackle. They they put their left tackle on IR. Uh, so he was missing this game. So they had to make some moves. Oh, perfect recipe for the Ravens defense, right? Wrong. Um, <laughs> struggled, to say the mm-hmm. least. And in the fourth quarter, gave up 28 points. Oh, man. I got a lot of words. That probably aren't nice, and I probably can't use on this podcast for how poorly uh, this defense played on every single level. But let's start with the defensive line. We always thought the pass rush was going to be an issue, um, and I just feel like it came to fruition this Sunday in terms of lack thereof, getting to the quarterback, getting the Tua. Um, I think they only had one sack, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this game. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Tool was comfortable all game. And uh, he was finding his way through zones. He was getting guys. It was a, it was Times Cordell where he was running two wide receiver sets, just Jalen Waddle and just Tyreek Hill, and getting the ball to those guys. And they were just moving through all the phases of the defense like it was nothing. And it was so embarrassing to watch. And this was literally the situation all day. And then, obviously, uh, in the fourth quarter, he opened it up and started going down the field. Yeah, Rita, the, the, the second half was abysmal for the Ravens' offense, to say the least. 35 points given up in the half, 28 given up in the fourth quarter. Here are the drives. Uh, endings for the Dolphins in the second half. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 touchdown. And out of their five touchdown drives, only one of those drives lasted over three and a half minutes. They had drives of, of 12 plays for 85 yards, seven plays for 75 yards, five plays for 59 yards, Three plays for 64. That's a killer right there. That right there is the killer. But also the six six plays for 68 yards. The Dolphins found something that was that was clearly working. The zones were the, the, the zone was getting decimated easily. They I, I, I understand the Ravens may not have felt felt comfortable going out there playing man. You've got banged up cornerbacks, and then even the cornerbacks that aren't that aren't hurt, they're young and inexperienced. So, okay, you want to play zone to try to contain this speed as much as you can? Cool. I can respect that. Number one, one of my biggest keys of the game for this was tackling in space. They did not tackle in space today. In fact, they did a horrendous job 
tackling in space today. Number two, I said you cannot allow these guys to run wide open. All second half, all you saw were wide open Tyreek Tyreek Hill, wide open Jalen Waddle. Time and time and time again. Too many miscommunications in this secondary, which was exactly what killed them last year. And everybody's been telling me, bragging to me, in fact, about how great the communication has been in this Mike Mike McDonald defense and how they don't expect to have those type of issues. It's been a big emphasis for them to not allow the big play. And all I saw today in the second half was them giving up the big play. Another thing, a lot of people had a lot to say about Tua all week. And what I said, I, I said that this dude hits the open guy. And the Ravens allowed multiple open guys all second half. And all Tua did was throw for six touchdowns in the game. I mean, the dude was incredible. You have to get That's him. That's it. Just nothing, nothing, nothing major. You know, Just six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. <laughs> You got to give a dude like that credit that's going out there and throwing like that. People uh, people think that because you don't have the strongest arm in the league, that means you're not a quality quarterback. It's the, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. That's why you can't get all your football information from people on Twitter because they'll tell you whatever. I mean, a lot of these people just talk out their butts. Tua came to town and lit these dudes up. And sure, he may not have the strongest arm in the league. It may not be the prettiest ball when he has to throw it deep. Tyreek Hill had to wait for it on one of them. That's how bad he beat those dudes was that he could wait for the ball and still score. (laughs) You you, you have to understand, like, it's really not funny. It's crazy. Well, in the beginning, because in the beginning of the. Early on, when he was trying to throw deep passes, it just wasn't it just wasn't working, right? Like right. his 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 weakness is throwing deep balls. I think short passes and intermediate passes, he's damn near perfect, and I've always oh, said that. We've talked about yeah. that on previous podcasts. Um, but you know, the deep ball was iffy. But man, I feel like he's seen. All the people online talking about they want Lamar Jackson to be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins and said, oh, okay, y'all think Tua ain't got it in him? Let me show you what Tua got, a little something, something. And he lit the Ravens and Lamar, I mean, not and Lamar Jackson, because Lamar doesn't play defense, obviously. He lit the Ravens up in Baltimore, just so y'all can see, I got it. I'm good, and I got two great fast players in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill that's going to have my back and get open every single time because that's exactly what happened, every single time. Then the yep. communication uh, mishaps of, of the secondary just made it easier for yeah. Miami. It just made it easier. How in the world, Cordell, do you not ever account for Tyreek Hill with a safety, ever, like ever, Okay. Honestly, quite frankly, they did do well when they adjusted and started doing nickel and dime coverage and and got out of, um, you know, a base set. Once they realized they was getting beat in the base set, they started doing nickel and diamond. And that did work for a a long period of time. What happened in the fourth quarter, I don't know if it was you got comfortable. I don't know if it was miscommunication. I don't know if it was a, a combination of all of those things. It just unraveled really, really fast, particularly in that secondary. 
Oh, no question. I mean, even there was even the touchdown to Mike Jacecki. They had three safeties on the back line. You had three safeties out there. Yep. And you still didn't stop them. It's 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 just terrible. It, it was it was bad. It was frustrating to watch at times. And then Kyle Hamilton, he's you know, God bless him. He's out there and <laughs> he's, he's, he's out of position and it and it's killing them. That deep ball to Tyreek Hill up the sideline. You can see on the video that Marcus Williams is pointing at him and Jalen Armour Davis is saying something to him. It's clear that Jalen Armour Davis, the way he played Tyreek on that play, he knew he had a safety behind him and nobody was there. Right. And like I, like I said, Rita, last week, you know, again, it doesn't matter how great Tua is or isn't. He has spectacular weapons on the outside. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches on 13 targets, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, 11 catches on 19 targets, uh, 171 yards, two touchdowns. These dudes were the only ones doing anything. Nobody else had more than four targets. And that Correct. was Mike Gusecki, Correct. who caught all four of his targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. It's literally like guard two guys. And I'm not saying it like it's easy because I know how good these guys are and how banged up the Ravens were. Not having Marlon pretty much for the most of the second half didn't help. Marcus Peters is his first game back from yep. missing all of last season. And all he's got to do is check Tua, I mean, check Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. That's not easy. That's yep. not ideal. I understand, but it's the NFL. It's the NFL. And I think people were a little too quick to anoint Mike McDonald. And it showed in this Dolphins game that I heard, I heard too many times I miss Wink, you know? Yep. <laughs> and it was more, yeah, but, it was more like than just But it's week two, though. Here's the it's thing. Week it's two week two already. It is. That, you know, people are going to overreact like crazy. But it, it, it definitely was a little too premature for people who saw what the Ravens did to the Jets last week to just assume that this defense is going to be phenomenal. And even, you know, even for myself, sometimes we got to pump the brakes yep. a little bit. You know, the secondary looked world class last week. Hell, they looked world class for a half today, but that second half was atrocious. And really, they couldn't guard Jalen Waddle all game. It didn't matter whether it was the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Jalen Waddle was literally eating the, them dudes alive. Alive. You know, the, the pass rush, non-existent, even with a banged-up offensive line, clearly shows that there is something there that there's an issue with the pass rush. Outside of the one drive where Justin Houston destroyed to, uh, the, that, that uh, uh, Miami offensive line, pretty much they didn't block him on two of the three plays that drive, two, two screen passes. But outside of that drive, they had no type of pressure. They had mm-hmm. – there was no consistent pressure. Two was None. able to maneuver around the pocket. And he had some great moves. On that touchdown, one of the touchdowns where he spins away from Roger. Oh, Washington. my gosh. Yes. I mean, that was just a heck of a play. I mean, yes. it's a heck of a play. That's a dude that's feeling it right there. And those type of things are going to happen. But if you're the Ravens defense, you have to be sick to your stomach about the way that that game went. You score 38 points, you're supposed to win the game, no doubts about it. Every time, at home, every time, you spo- and, and, and up, the way that you were up, you are supposed to win that football game. And, 
you know, everything that we were worried about just feels like it's come to a head. You know what I mean? In the, you know, we talked about the run game that we we prefaced being concerned about in preseason. And then now it's the pass rush on the defensive side where we prefaced having those issues in preseason. Same issues, right? And and look, who knows how long it's going to take for Tyus Bowser to get back, for him to potentially help this um, pass rush. We don't know if David Ajabo is, is even going to play at all this season. So it is concerning. It's very concerning. There's no reason why you should not have taken advantage of an offensive line that was going without their starting left tackle to some degree, to some degree. And, you know, back to your point about missing Wink, you know, it, it's crazy because I, I think that everybody is so reactional because I really felt mm-hmm. like Michael McDonald's um, schemes after they got out of the base were effective. I think what happened in the fourth quarter was a was a, a, a breakdown from the players, not necessarily what the schemes were supposed to be. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. Um, you mentioned on um, the post-game show with myself and Glenn Clark that Kyle Hamilton said that, you know, that one touchdown that he gave up was on him. No, baby, I saw two. I saw you out of um, nine. Yeah. And I saw you not where you were supposed to be on two touchdowns in that quarter, two. So I, I don't know why you want to act like the other one didn't exist, but it did, and it was on you. And I don't know what I don't know if Kyle Hamilton has the gifts. I don't know if it's, this is just a, too big of a stage for him. Um, but something needs to happen here. You were drafted in the first round to be a contributing player to this defense, you lose Stephen Means, uh, the linebacker, which allowed you to be in more position to do some linebacker type things, which is why the Ravens draft you. All we heard about was versatility. This, you know, Kyle Hamilton can do that. He can play like a linebacker. He could do this. And then they gave you the opportunity. And in the beginning, okay, you had some tackles, but then somehow it just started unraveling at the seams. So I don't know what needs to happen here. Um, they really can't afford to not have Kyle Hamilton out there because they have so many injuries in the secondary, but something's got to give because the struggle is real. And I accounted Mr. Hamilton for two touchdowns and that four, and, not one. And full, full disclaimer, I, I definitely, you know, and like I said, on a post game show too, I, I he definitely mentioned that first touchdown. Right. Um, and he might've mentioned that second one. I just wasn't over there. It was just related to me about what was said. So he, he might've uh, mentioned that second touchdown. I don't know if he did or not, uh, but just in case, just uh, for background, we, he, he may have mentioned it, but yes, that, you know, it can't happen whether it's one or two touchdowns regardless. Yes. Uh, it can't happen as much as it happened today. And it just seems like it's not clicking for him just yet. And, I'm trying to stay patient. He had some good moments in the game, definitely had a couple of good hits. Um, but on the back end, you're there to cover first. Yeah. And you're, it's clear that they can't trust you. As a safety, you have to be able to you, – you can't have those type of breakdowns. If somebody's going to have a miscommunication or be in the wrong spot, it needs to be somebody on those first two levels, not on the back end. Um, and you want your safeties to be kind of your smarter players, you know, to because they're the last line of defense. And yep. if one thing about the NFL, once these coaches get to the point to where they can't trust you, it, become, it becomes kind of tough for you, you know, to kind of make your way through the league because they'll put you in a doghouse and that's not where he wants to be. 
And that's not where the Ravens can really afford for their 14th overall pick to be, you know, to the point to where you can't trust this guy on the field. Agreed. hundred percent. Something like, again, you know, I don't know if he needs to watch more film. I don't know if he needs to do work more time with somebody. Call Ed Reed. Remember Ed Reed did the conference call with, with, with Kyle Hamilton. (laughs) I know he's busy doing Miami stuff, but I'm sure he'll find some time for his fellow Raven alumni (laughs) to help him out with something because he has to elevate his game. I don't know how he's got to get there, but he has to find a way to get there because right now he is not helping this team. He is hurting this team. And, and I, it, it has to happen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm my bad. I was just going to say, I definitely also don't want to feel like, because I feel like I'm kind of letting this pass rush get off with a pass. The Ravens blitzed quite a bit uh, today and really weren't able to get any type of pressure for the most part, I definitely want to make sure we shed light on as much as we're getting on this secondary and all these other guys, it's a total team effort. I want to make sure I give the right amount of blame to everybody. And that pass rush deserves a lot of it too, because you can't allow this dude to get to just sit back there and do what he did to you in that game and just get comfortable and get comfortable to the point to where he's busting moves in the pocket and getting out of there and throwing darts for touchdowns. That's just a dude that's feeling it and styling on you, and you can't have that in your home open. No. <laughs> Not styling on you, but that's the perfect word for it. Like, I really yeah. don't know how else to say it. Wilding on you and styling on you, and that's what's happening. Straight up. <laughs> All right, before we get into our grades for, for uh, week two, make sure that you're following The Winning Drive on all of your podcasts. Uh, where wherever you get your podcasts uh, so that you can make sure that you hear every single week when we do post game and we prepare ourselves for the next opponent. All right. Final grades for week two. This should let's be start easy. with offense. Let's, let's start with offense. I will give it a B plus and I, I give it mm-hmm. a B plus because obviously from the past, listen, uh, the Ravens wide receivers could Dolphins DBs for a good good portion of the game could not stop them. Even in the fourth quarter, for the most part, like they were still grabbing and and, and such. Um, and so that played a big role into this game. Um, Lamar Jackson, obviously, we talked about how fantastic he played. Um, I say B plus because of the fumble, because mm-hmm. of the lack of the conversions, the fourth down, and because of the run game. But I think that the pass game overcompensated for. Uh, their, you know, the things that they struggled on because they scored 31 offensive points and you right. have to still take that into account. So because of that, I'm giving them a B plus. What about you, Cordell? You know, you actually kind of persuaded me a little bit there. I was going to give them an A minus simply because they scored 38 points and, you know, Lamar goes out there and he's just incredible. Uh, today with the four total touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing. Rashad Bateman looked fantastic. Uh, Mark Mark Andrews, although he had a, you know, just an insane drop to start the game. Uh, he had he had plenty of good uh, good moments in the game as well. But you know, only only one touchdown in the second half doesn't do it for me. The run game. Not there. You've got the two different turnovers on downs, including the fumble on the one yard line. You yeah. can't have it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go B plus. It's just 
as good as they played, as good as they played offensively at times, it just wasn't good enough. And yeah. it wasn't good enough because of their own demise. It's like the good moments were really good, but the bad moments were just as impactful. Even though there weren't as many bad moments as there were good, I would say their bad moments were borderline crippling. You know, yeah. and and even even to and we'll get we'll get to the special teams because we actually might actually have to grade the special team. We may have to grade the special teams today. Um, but just looking at this offense, I, I think I I feel comfortable going B plus. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree yeah. With that. I, I, listen, you know, you you ha- if a, if an offense scores thirty plus points, right? You kind of have to be like, okay, well, it's not, it couldn't have been that poor of a day. Right, <laughs> but, right. but there's so many things that they have to work on still. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. imagine how much better this team would be with uh, with um the offensive line being playing better from a, a run block perspective and be and having running backs that could actually convert fourth and ones or third oh and goodness. ones. <laughs> you have nobody yeah. getting a push up front. You have the running backs going nowhere fast yeah, or nowhere slow, I should say. And <laughs> you've got, you know, situations where you're fumbling the ball on yeah. the goal line. It just, it, it just can't happen. And, and, you you hate to see it pretty much handicap you the way it did in the Dolphins game because you you put up points and you look good doing it. You know, Absolutely. it was it was moments where you really look dominant on the offensive side. But if you're not able to to be able to offset it with the bad plays that they had, it, it's not. It turned out to sour a really good day for them uh, all in all. I completely agree. All right, let's go to the defense. F minus, 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 minus. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know if that's even yeah. a thing, right? Like, can you F minus something? I don't we know, but if I could, I'm F minus in it five times, yep. okay? Yep. I got five fingers, I'm F minus in it five times because that's a slap. <laughs> if yeah. I could. <laughs> uh, yeah. Atrocious, horrible, mm-hmm. horrendous. And again, they had times, though, Cordell, where they did play well. That's the part that yeah. is, is crazy. You know, um, the third quarter is just kind of where the tide changed a little bit. They came out yeah. that third quarter, at, at the Dolphins' offense, and they, you know, executed and they played well. And honestly, it just felt like they continued to get momentum, even though I know that they did. I think the second possession, I believe, after they came out of the half, I believe they punted. But still, it just felt like that there was a momentum that the Dolphins' offense gained, um, and they fixed some things, and they were able, you know, to move the ball on the defense. Uh, We already talked about the lack of communication on that part. That was poor. Uh, You know, the, the lack of pass rush, poor. The linebackers, you know, Patrick Queen had moments where he could have intercepted the ball or broken up passes. And there were times where when they when they first started running zone, there were times where um, they were like picking on Queen and, and they mm-hmm. were successful. They were successful. Mm-hmm. too. So, you know, listen, the defense got to do better. Like literally a week ago, you were in Joe Flacco's face. It felt like every other snap. And then today, you just were nowhere to be found. It, it, it was a disgusting effort. Uh, regard And look, everybody was talking about Marcus Peters. I understand. Marcus Peters, on his best day, wasn't going to ever keep up with Tyreek Hill. Let's be clear. Okay? Yeah. So there's that. But awful. Just an awful effort um, because of that fourth quarter from the defense. That, yeah. I mean, completely agree with every single thing you said, all the way down to the grade F minus, 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 minus. 
And, you know, it's amazing how many times the Ravens allowed Tyreek Hill to just completely destroy them. Um, going all the way back, you know, to his days in Kansas City where he did the same thing. You know, this isn't new. You have a scouting report on these guys. and I know these guys are incredibly good, but, hey, this is the NFL. You know, nobody gets a pass. Everybody's going up against great players every week. And the Ravens hold a high standard for themselves. And they look good at times out there. But, yeah, you're right. They have plenty of bad moments as well. And you've mentioned Patrick Queen. He didn't play the way he did against the Jets last week at all. Um, mm-hmm. None of these guys did. Not just him. You know, the, where, where was Justin Matter BK? I didn't see him today. You know, where was anybody along the defensive line? Broderick yep. Washington made his presence felt a couple of times. But other than that, I mean, the Ravens, I, I, I didn't get anything from these guys on the defensive side of the ball. And when you look at the running game, the Dolphins were able to run the ball pretty effectively. Oh, yeah. They wanted to. Yep. 11 carries for 51 yards for Raheem yep. Mostert. Uh, Chase Edmonds, five carries, 33 yards. You know, they were able to do what they wanted to do offensively. So they couldn't stop the run and they couldn't stop the pass. And it made it to the point to where you had to respect the play action at a certain times. And it bit them because once you step up and you let a guy like Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill go behind you, you're done. You're yep. completely done. None of these guys could cover them, whether it was in man or zone, didn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in a grand. I'm going to give these guys an F minus as infinity, you know, right now for the way that they played. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it, it is the most embarrassing effort I've seen in a long time. And there were times mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, too, um, Cordell, I could be tripping like, you know, it, it felt like they gave up. It really did. Mm-hmm. It really felt like they gave up, that they were tired or whatever. It, it just felt like they gave up. And, and, and it was embarrassing. It was just. I mean, it definitely, it definitely felt different. It felt like they, you know, got hit unexpected because I think that they thought that the Dolphins were done. If yeah. we're being honest. I, I yeah. think they came out in that second half and they thought the, Dolph- the Dolphins were done. The Dolphins yeah. did start the half off with the touchdown, you know, but the Ravens were able to, somewhat return the favor a little bit but overall yeah the, the 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 dolphins came out strong out of that out of the uh end of the half uh drive and scored immediately i mean you score five touchdowns out of your six drives in the second half as opposed to the ravens who have the one touchdown in the second half did have the field goal on their second to last drive but you have the turnovers on downs you have the punts and definitely, I, I do want to give the special teams grades as well because um, those guys played a part. You definitely it looked good with the Devin Duvernay kickoff return. Obviously, yep. uh, Justin Tucker hits his only field goal opportunity. But Jordan Stout had a, a punt that was yeah, good. yeah. And, and I think it landed pretty good. short of their 40-yard line yeah. or something like yeah. that. It was not a good punt. It was not a good punt, and you give a, a team – now, you give a team with, with that's hot, great field position. Yep. That's not what you want to do. Yep. That's, that's never at, really what you want to do. It came at the wrong time, and yeah. um, I had, I've, I've seen people ask, um, one of the possessions in which they went forward on fourth and short, why did they do that, and why did they not go with a punt or um, a field goal, right? And, look, I, I know that Justin Tucker – 
it's a, it's a skill that Justin Tucker has that I think sometimes we take for granted, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Justin Tucker is always going to get a 57, 58 yard field goal, mm-hmm. even though it feels like it. Right. Um, so there was that chance. And then someone mentioned um, a punt, why they didn't they punt. And the thing is, is that Jordan Stout is still very much a rookie. If this was Sam Cook in his prime, you probably do punt it so you can get him inside the 10. With Jordan Stout, you know, this is a guy that they're not quite sure yet if he can do those things. And that's probably why, you know, if, if the analytics say this is a greater chance of you converting this fourth down, if it's fourth and short, then that's what we're going to do. So, you know, and then he had that punt, which showed you like, hey, see why we ain't do that? You know what I mean? Because uh, it didn't really work out on one of the punts when you really needed him to push them back further. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, look, DuVernay kind of gives – he really raises the bar for special yeah. teams week two because there were some – and obviously Justin Tucker because he's fantastic. All um, right. But outside they of that, you know, for me. Yeah, they yeah. They, a, they I, I, I give him an too. A minus because of that punt. Yeah. But outside of that, I, 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 I agree with you. I think that it's – I think that they were phenomenal for the most part outside of that punt. Coaching. Oh, what are we giving coaching? Ooh, coaching. I'm going to give coaching. I'm giving coaching a C minus. Mm, okay. I will say for the, listen, the, the, here's the messed up part about this. Greg Roman actually called a really good game today from a passing perspective. Um, I know we're going to talk about the run game, but I, I just think that that's a personnel issue. And I don't know what he could have done to make it better. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some fourth downs that I could not understand why you're just not giving it to Pat Ricard at this point because the other mm-hmm. running backs are not going to get you the first down and your offensive line ain't doing enough to get you the first down. So I do criticize him there. It is a absolutely fair uh, you know, critique of his um, because those were piss poor decisions. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but I thought from a, from calling the game perspective, hey, man, I thought that he did a really good job from a passing perspective. And and this was one of his better games called um, in this position. Again, Mike McDonald, I, I think that he did make good adjustments. I do. I think that when he took himself out of the base defense and put them in nickel and dime defense, that you, you did see some changes. And that's what kind of led to the 28 to 7. But the tides change. And look, that could absolutely be Miami going in the locker room, making their adjustments, and the Ravens not making enough adjustments um, in the second half. Because like you said, that's a comfortable lead for most people. So, um, you know, I think while both coordinators, I I think Greg Roman had the better day of the two. Um, I I can't say Mike McDonald didn't do anything. I think that he did. But I just don't think that he also did enough at times. So uh, I have to give them a C C minus for that. I, I, you know. Harbaugh going forward. I don't have an issue for, with him going forward on fourth downs. I know people keep saying take the points. That's not how football goes. You gotta try to get all the points, you know. So, so if if you're at if you're at fourth and a foot like the Ravens were, and third and a foot, you gotta go for the seven. You have to. Yeah. Um. So I have no problem with that. But I, I just don't like the decision making in terms of how they were trying to convert those fourth downs. I have a big problem with that. Yeah, I think a C minus is a fair grade. I mean, I, I'm going to probably be a little harsher here. I think I'm going to go D uh, for coaching. I, 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 I thought, you, you know, you you blow a lead like that. I, I gotta I gotta mark you down. I that's gotta fair. mark that's you fair. down. Um, 
you. I only you, said C minus because the offense still right. put up thirty one points. Yeah, so. no doubt the offense saves the day. You yeah. know, no question about it. Um, but and and like you, I had no issues with the fourth down. Uh, with them going forward on fourth downs either. Uh, I thought I didn't really mind the play call, so to speak. I would have rather somebody else be the guy on the play call, though. The one that Lamar didn't get the first down on, um, I'm not upset at that because, hey, if you, you know, you put the ball in Lamar's hand, the, the play usually works more times than not. I just would probably have ran it to the right side of your line yes. as opposed to the left side. Yes. Um, the fumble on the goal line, that, again, that's on the player. You have to go for that. You're, you're right there on the goal line. You yep. have to go for that. Again, I would have liked to see other players. Not the one with Lamar, but Mike Davis is now – he's not your short down yardage back. He's not. He's not your short yardage back. I know you would think that this would be who would be the guy out of the group you have, but he's not. He can't do it. Give it to Ricard. I, I agree. The one carry Ricard got is he got five yards on it. Thank he's you. Give go it to him. It. Just go give it to somebody that's going to go forward. At and least. you paid him all that money. So exactly what is it that you want him to do? You know, you know I, I, I definitely would have gave the ball to Ricard right there and see what he could have given you. Uh, yeah, offensively, I don't have much issues with what Greg Roman did. I did feel like he took his foot off the pedal a little bit with some of his play calling. I would like to see him try to get the ball in guys like Rashad Bateman's hands more. Often you see the guy can make plays with the yes, ball in his hands. He's very good in yak situations. Throw some screens at him. Do something. Yes. Get him the ball in more unique ways. He he has to do he has to get the ball more than he's getting, you know, because four catches isn't enough. I mean, I know he had the seven targets and that's pretty good, but you want to find ways to get the ball to him easier sometimes, I think, because he's very dynamic with the ball in his hands. Uh defensively, it was atrocious. You know, um you 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 allow two – granted, it's the two best players on their team. You allow both of those guys to go off with pretty much identical numbers. That tells me it's more of a coaching thing. I mean, you would think that the players are like, okay, I got to watch out for 17, and I got to watch out for 10. But it's got to be something that the coaches are doing to kind of cloud these guys, to kind of bring right. more people over to them. And I get Kyle Hamilton being in the wrong spot and blowing coverages. But if guys are saying that there's miscommunication – at some point, you know, the coach has got to do something. You can't just allow it to free fall the way it did in the second half, mainly in the fourth quarter. You got to try to stop the bleeding somehow. And I think it's on – clearly the Dolphins coaches found something. They Absolutely. found something. Yep. And it's on the Ravens to adjust, and they didn't adjust. Uh, so they get a D for me. Fair enough. Uh, to be fair, and, and, and to, prove, to actually confirm your point about – um, Rashard Bateman. I just want to point out that um, Tyreek Hill and Jay Tyreek Hill had 13 targets. Jalen Waddle had 19 targets, and um, Rashard Bateman had seven targets. And Rashard Bateman was tearing up Xavier Howard pretty much all day. Oh, so you know, it probably should have been the Rashard Bateman show uh, for mm -hmm. a good portion of the game on Sunday. So I think that D is also a fair uh, shake as well. All right. <sighs> That was a lot, man. That, that took a lot out of me because that, that game was a lot out cool. of me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that game was incredible. We saw some stuff happen that yeah. probably shouldn't have happened and stuff that we never thought we'd see happen. I mean, it was it had everything. It was a great game to be at. It was my first game covering the Ravens, a regular season Ravens game, and it was a crazy one to be at. It was at. crazy. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, for sure. 
So, you know, hopefully, look, it's week two. I hope we, you know, can talk y'all off the ledge a little bit. Um, it was not pretty, okay? But it's it's 15 more games, guys. It's yeah. 15 more games to go. You hope that they find a way to make some adjustments. You hope you get some healthy people back down the stretch and things will start to change around. So um, come off the ledge a little bit. I just want you to reel it back. Come Let's back. back it's be okay. Um, for our next podcast, obviously, Coach Harbaugh will be speaking to the media. Uh, we'll be recapping that. And then we'll start to prepare for our next opponent, which is the New England Patriots for week three. So from Cordell and myself, Rita, this is Winning Drive. Thanks so much for listening.